Texans Unfiltered, a Houston football podcast for your Houston Texans. Here's your host, young Ari Gold and John Wade, the Garnet Texan. Never meet her twice in. She's a knockout. Mike Tyson. Make the biggest sinner go full crap. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Texans Unfiltered, a Houston Texans football podcast. I am young Ari Gold. I got my good friend here, John Wade, the Garnet Texan. How's it going, people? That was, that was awkward, John. That, that was, was awkward. awkward. I was not expecting I to be hit you with right the, away. <laughs> I should have hit you with the, the two fingers pointed your way. Um, John, it's been a while. Yeah, a little bit. You know, you know, we've had some things that we've been trying to figure out. Um, really, what we're trying to do is be able to give you guys a, a top-tier podcast from a sound perspective. Uh, we released an episode when we first started and got some feedback that, um, you know, the, the sound quality needed to be improved. And um, the investment was made, and we are learning now, and we're starting to figure it out, and we're hoping that we're able to give that to you this week. So, um, John, let's just jump right in, right? So, uh, we're obviously going to talk about mini mandatory training camp, but uh, let's start with a couple other things that are kind of going on right now. Dwayne Brown's gone. He didn't show up for mini camp yesterday. He didn't show up today. He technically could be fined uh, for, well, technically it's supposed to be three days, but Bill O'Brien ended camp today and said that there will be no practice tomorrow um obviously it's money right there's no other reason for him to do it what i'm wondering is 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 he using this as pure leverage knowing our offensive line situation or is this truly Dwayne brown saying i just saw all of these trash tackles and free agency get paid way more than me and i got two years left on my contract and i have no guaranteed money left you guys need to give me something. Well, I think a little bit of it is seeing his good friend, Derek Newton, um, and everything he's going through. Sure. I mean, Eric, or I'm sorry, Derek. I got Decker on the mind. We'll get to him in a minute. But with Newton, I mean, look, he had to take a pay cut. He blew out both his patellas. And how did the Texans turn around and thank him? They asked him to take a pay cut to stay on the roster. And he may not even ever play football again. That is it's very a true. Very, very real possibility. I mean, NFL's a business. It is. You can't you can't blame Dwayne for wanting to get what's his. No. What I, he sees as his. The market for tackles right now is ridiculous. I mean, the Texans aren't gonna wave him, but this is the only power play he has. It's the only power play that any player has is to sit out. It's they, gonna be interesting to see once actual training camp starts in Greenbrier on the twenty sixth of July and if he shows up or not. Because uh, I think that's really when we'll start to see kind of where things are at. I do believe Bill O'Brien has kind of brought this whole Patriots thought process to the team. And I don't think that he, if he has input, we still obviously don't know fully whether it's all Rick Smith or Bill O'Brien. I think it's quite odd that all of a sudden Rick Smith figured out how to draft once Bill O'Brien got here. Something happened. There well, was some I mean, even, shift. Something happened. Even before Smith or Bill O'Brien got here, Smith had always played hardball on the on holdouts. Right. But this is different. We need him now. 
and I'm not saying for us to budge, but at the same time, he is 31. He did get a contract a while back. The market has obviously gone up. He was pretty much our anchor last year. Uh, he improved the run game. He improved improved our, our, our pass blocking. I feel like we should at least give him something. Well, it, he's not paid badly. I mean, he's not well, he's not well below average. He's, he's paid pretty good. 17th. Uh, I mean... 17th highest paid tackle. Yeah. And, I mean, he signed his... His contract a while ago. Yep. He shows up. It's guaranteed. I mean, it was a contract. He well, signed not, it. Yeah. Well, it's I not guaranteed now, though. None of it's guaranteed anymore. No, it's guaranteed oh, the first, yeah. after the first game. Yeah. Um, next year's not guaranteed, which is, I think, the entire reason that he's holding out is next year's not guaranteed. Yeah. He goes out the first game, breaks his foot. He essentially has a one-year contract. Yeah. And, I, you know, I think the only way I could see them not coming down and meeting his, his demands maybe Dwayne Brown isn't a part of the future that they have in their mind, whether it be a year or two down the road. Maybe they think he's 31. He's had some injuries, quite a bit of injuries, to be honest. Um, Maybe it's time to start thinking about what we're going to do later on. And they aren't thinking financially. We want to tie that much more to Dwayne Brown. We have other people we're going to have to take care of soon. Nuck's got to happen this summer. Clowney's going to have to happen next year. McKinney's going to have to happen next year. We have to figure it out. And if they feel that they can go into next year's draft and draft another tackle or, you know, whatever it would be, maybe it's something internally. I don't know. Um, But I'm assuming there's a reason why it hasn't happened. And it's also very early on, too. I mean, we're just now starting training camp. Let's give this some time. I feel like from in between now and actual training camp in Greenbrier is when we're going to see Nuck's contract get extended. I do believe we'll see that before training camp starts. He doesn't negotiate during the season. He's never done it, and he never will. Rick Smith's come out and said that multiple times. Maybe we just give him a little bit of money, or maybe we just tell him no, and then he just shows up week one and, and plays. Well, we'll see. I mean... With Hopkins, I don't know how much they're going to pay them. Pay him. I mean, he's going to be a free agent after this season. And Brock really, really hurt him. I mean, there's really no other words to put it. Brock really, really, really hurt him. And now you're in a situation, if you're Rick Smith, how much of the salary cap do we contribute to a possession receiver? I mean... I love Hopkins. I think that I love he's more than a possession receiver. He's not a burner. He's not a burner. Neither was Andre. He doesn't have a lot of he never has a lot of yards out of the cat after the catch. Neither did Andre. I mean Andre did. Not like we're also talking about Nuck being right. four years in the league. But how with much no quarterback play whatsoever. Yeah, Andre but how much how much do you pay him? You pay him top tier, top five wide receiver money. Top five wide receiver top money? Top five wide receiver money. You oh. don't pay him quite Julio money. But you pay him close to AJ Green, Des Bryant money. That that's just all there is to it. If you want to it's keep him, that's what you do. How much money you pay him? It's how much of your salary cap do you contribute to him? So we still have Clowney. We've got to pay. Still got to play. We're gonna to have to end up paying Merciless at some point. Right now, we've got him for pennies on the dollar. Yep, absolutely. Um, and he's not complaining. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. I think he has what two more years on his deal? Three more years on his deal? I he has like two that. more. Yeah. So I'm, I mean, it'll come up. For sure, but I mean, if you have a choice of Clowney, 
Merciless. And then here's the big what if. What if Savage comes out, plays above average, and has to get $18, $20 million a year? Uh, it won't matter because you just invested a first-round pick into Deshaun. So. Yeah, but if he comes out and he, and he plays, it won't matter. do you let him walk? You let him walk. And you take your compensatory pick and move on. I, I honestly believe that they're invested in, in Deshaun. Um, as much as I, I think Savage is actually going to have a good year, and I love everything I'm reading about OTAs and training camp and, and everything else that we're starting to hear and see, um, I don't think it will matter how good Tom Savage is. I don't think he'll be on this team. Next. I mean, okay, I take that back. If he's Peyton Manning-esque or he has an MVP-type <laughs> year, obviously we're going to have to what wonder what we're Kirk's, doing then. What if he has a Kirk Cousins-type year? I don't think that'll be enough. You don't think that'll be no, enough? No, you just gave up a first-round pick next year's draft to get your future starting quarterback. You're, yeah, but you're gonna in have this to league, let you don't go. let a quarterback walk. You don't, but so, you do. If you know what you got, you do. But you don't know what you got. You've got we, a, we're starting to find out what we got. We're hoping we found out what we've got. We're starting to see and hear what we got. Yeah, it's still training camp. I understand, but... If somebody comes out and proves it, these are big what-ifs. Correct. And, I mean, I think that it would be a phenomenal problem to have, but I think... It would part, be. I think, ultimately, what my point is, before we go off on a tangent on who's going to do what, is I honestly think that that's part of the reason they're holding cap space. Just that what-if. I think that most likely what would happen if Savage comes out and sets the world on fire is they'll franchise them and then flip them for picks. Because we need picks. But regardless, they're going to have to have that cap space somewhere. Um, And I think that's why they're kind of dragging their feet on some things, maybe. I don't know. This is my wild tinfoil hat opinion at this point. But we'll kind of see. I I mean, mean, you also got to remember Cushing next year is likely gone. I mean, we thought he was going to be gone this year. He's obviously not going to be gone. I mean, I guess technically he could when we go yeah, down to 53. He, it depends on Cunningham and what we see, you know, from, uh, what was that free agent? C.O. Moore? C.O. Moore? C.O. Moore. C.O. Moore. Um, I guess what we see from him, and, and he had an interception today at training camp. I think he had the only interception at training camp today. Um, so it, it's all going to be dependent on that, but you're talking about $7 million at that point saved. Um, and then I'm sure there's other moves that we can make to, to save some money and add to the cap. Well, the cap room for a quarterback, I believe, this year was $24 million. Next year, I think it'll probably be about 26 to $28 million. Yeah. That's not, insane. I don't see us franchising Tom Savage in the well, hopes no that way. somebody trades for him. Because if they don't, <laughs> if they don't, we're screwed. You just But how much a quarterback is worth, there's no way you would let there's him no walk money and tag. get nothing. Yeah. And, I mean, the next pick. couple of months will be telling. Yeah. If we don't have... Contracts signed by training camp will actually know what's going on. So right now we're just kind of bullshitting sure. and filling the air because we, we have no clue. I mean, I would love for Tom Savage to come out and set the world on fire. I I've, I've love Tom Savage. I've, I've really wanted him to have the opportunity to do it, and I think this is his year. But uh, it, it just seems to me that even the way Bill O'Brien's starting to phrase his words a little bit about Deshaun already and it's starting to turn, It's it to me it's starting to be a telling sign that it's going to be a short leash for oh, Tom. Oh, Bill O'Brien lies, though. Yeah, he lies, but he, he doesn't lies. ever... He talked up Hoyer and Mallet like the... Right, right, but he's never ta- he never talks up rookies. Every he never year. does, but... Every we, year, he's never Jalen's dra- been... He's never drafted a rookie this a rookie quarterback like no, this. No, he hasn't, but at the same and time, he also gives everybody shit you know, every I'm, year. I'm hoping that he's telling the truth. Again, uh, I have been the biggest Deshaun Watson critic. Um, the yeah, those RPM go- things are kind of starting to come back, just so you know. People are starting to say he could throw it 
mighty fast. Yeah, I saw the thing that the uh, the guy over at Battle Red Blog did, where yeah. he did an end game, yeah. and he said end game, uh, just hand timing it. Fifty six. Yeah, between fifty four and fifty six. That's a huge difference. Yeah, I have no idea what happened at the combine, but that does give me hope. Yeah. And then all the reporters and everything that you hear from OTAs, um, from Harris, from um, State of the Texans, and all yeah. of them, they've all been talking about. You know what? He's throwing with zip. Don't even worry about the MPHs. Yep, yep. Um, and that's great. Yeah. That's honestly great. Again, I agree. We- we're, and we're getting off on a tangent again because we started with Julian Brown. <laughs> so we'll save some of this for later. I mean, what do you think the end outcome is going to be with Julian Brown? What, what do you? Where do you see this they're gonna give ending? Him, they're going to give him some guaranteed money. They're going to do something to make him happy. They'll bring him back. Um, I don't know if they'll try to get him to an extension. I think he's a little bit older. And I think you're a little bit... I think you're right. It's just what money do they want to put where? Again... We've talked about it a little bit before. Bill O'Brien offense, they want to get the ball out quickly. Right. Um, offensive linemen that pass protect are lower priority than offensive line that run block. Sure. And Dwayne Brown does a very good job run blocking, don't yep. get me wrong. But for what you're willing to pay, you might be able to save a couple of pennies here and there. And I hate to say that, especially the state that all offensive lines are in. But right. we'll see. I mean... My thought is they'll try and give him something. They'll try and make him happy. He's one of our guys. That's what they tend to try to do. Right. And they preach up that our guys culture because then they try and lowball him, which they'll probably do. Yeah. I mean, I think, I honestly think they don't do anything as much as I would like for them to him them to give him something. I don't think they give him anything, to be honest. I think they play hardball throughout the entire thing because I think all it does is if you do do that and you, you break – you're sending a message that this can happen in the future. And I don't think they want to do that, especially with, you know, even though Knuck only held out for what a day last year, you know, he still held out for a day and um, you know, he needs to be taken care of. I, I just think they're going to let him kind of figure out what he wants to do. Uh, he's training in LA right now. I, I I've seen videos of him doing it and, and things like that. He's definitely staying healthy, but uh, I don't think he's going to get what he wants. Yeah. I really don't. And ultimately, my biggest fear with any holdout is anybody that ever holds out for more than a week going into training camp, they always get hurt. I think that somebody on ESPN last year put an article together. If they hold out, I think it was over 10 days, they're almost guaranteed to have some sort of injury. Well, we're past that already. Well, training, actual training actual camp. Actual training camp? Actual training camp at the beginning. Okay. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. It's something to watch. Uh, he won't, because it's when they put pads on. Right. He needs to get hit with yeah. pads. And he needs to ramp up into it and not go from no pads to full practice. Right. He needs to have that ramp up. Even if he doesn't, he's going to get hurt. So, oh, well. Yeah. I mean, at that point, it is what it is. Yeah, I'm hoping it doesn't happen. I hope he gets paid, but I just don't see it happening. Well, we've, we've spent quite a bit of time on Dwayne Brown, but it's. I think it's because he's... <laughs> I, I honestly, he's probably one of my favorite Texans. Um, I, I love watching him play. I've met him multiple times. He used oh, to I come just in. love him for the tainted meat. In Mexico. Well, that, and he used to come into my restaurant. I remember when, story. when he was a rookie, uh, he, he, right after he signed his deal, he bought a bright orange Hemi and he pulled up to my restaurant and came in and we started talking. And then, so we started to talk every time he came in and he'd usually come in once a week and he's just a good dude and his wife's awesome too. So, uh, you know, I really hope something happens for him, but we'll see. Only time can tell. Um, I do want to touch before even though this is a non-texan story it is within the division uh eric decker was brought in for a visit today with the tennessee titans 
Um, I don't like it. I, I they haven't signed him yet, um, but I don't like it. I, I don't like. There's a lot of things I don't like about it, but he's a very solid possession receiver, a very solid slot wide he's receiver. Just sol- he's just a solid receiver. He's I like a very, him a lot. Very underrated. Yep. I remember um, when he went his... to New York and got paid. People were thinking that he got overpaid. And that, you know, people, or who was it, Peyton? Yeah, it was Peyton, made him who he is. And that, I, I didn't think that was the case. And he's showed, I mean, he's, he's got a solid a, wide receiver. He's got a solid athletic profile. Yep. He, he's actually produced. He produced with Tim fucking Tebow. Yeah. I mean, he's knows how to play receiver. Yeah. He's going to be productive wherever he goes. I really don't want him in Indianapolis, or Indianapolis, Nashville, Tennessee, wherever. Yeah. Anywhere in this... Division that's not Houston. Sure, I wish Houston would go after him. I would have loved for us to sign him, but I get why they're not. I, I think we need another receiver. We do, and I want to. I want a veteran wide receiver on this team extremely bad. We don't have one. Yeah. I mean, that's all there's to it. I, I know people. We love Nuck, and we talk about Nuck, and that's great. But he truly is only a four year wide receiver so far. He has, you know, he's not a true veteran yet. We the need somebody. The oldest receiver in the room is Wendell Williams, and a second year receiver that has played receiver. What three years? Yes, yeah. uh, four years. I mean, he somebody needs to come in here. We need anybody. Yeah, and I think Decker, I want. Anthony I think Decker Bolden. would be. I think Decker would be a great, great fit for what we want to do. He would be. I think the only knock on him is he when he was in New York, he wanted to play outside more, not as much slot. Sure. Which I think it was more because he just didn't want to get typecast yeah. as a slot receiver or hit in the middle. I mean, I don't blame him. Or if, maybe even that. <laughs> but I mean, regardless, he's. A good receiver, and he, he performed on the outside before he got hurt. He was arguably their best receiver with Brandon Marshall this year before he got hurt. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would agree completely. I think Brandon Marshall's a, 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 a little bit better than Eric Decker, but Eric Decker's younger, um, which is good. I would have liked for us to take a look at him. I, I don't think that they want to spend too much money on, on another wide receiver. Um, I, I do think that they want to be able to develop their young core that they have and that's probably the biggest thing that they're looking at i wouldn't be surprised once we see teams start to trim down the roster as veteran wide receivers are cut that we will bring in somebody i just don't know what or who uh, but i would love and i've I've probably said it before but i really want anquan bolden on this team he he's been he's was fine last year with detroit i think he had 600 yards something maybe a couple touchdowns but he just knows how to play the game. He doesn't mind going across the middle. He's a great veteran presence in the locker room. And he can help these young guys, even though we already have Wes Welker helping and all these other things. I just feel like Anquan really brings that professionalism, that veteran presence to the locker room. And you can sign him for nickels to the dollar and have that there as your fifth wide receiver or wherever you want him. So, well, um, we're actually probably talking about a sixth, I would, I would think, at this point. Uh, I don't think, I mean, as much as we want Wendell Williams to make the team, I don't think he makes the team. I think uh, we I, have Will Fuller for if the speed. The stories coming out of training camp right now are true. We, he's going to make the team because if we try to put him on the practice squad again, somebody's going to take him. And the way he runs, and I mean, honestly, he, I don't know, he looked pretty good last year. I like I, I was about to say that he almost looked better than Fuller, but Fuller did have a great start before Kind of getting in his own head. If Wendell Williams makes the team, then the surprise cut of the off se- of the season is going to be Jalen Strong being cut. Jalen Strong won't be cut. I'm just telling you, if Wendell Williams makes the team, Jalen Strong will be cut. I almost want, I want to place a bet on this. I think that both will make the roster. Okay. 
And you're going to tell me they're not going to bring in a veteran wide receiver at all. They're going to carry no, six. No, I think that they will. They're going to carry six, even though the last three years they've only carried five. Yeah, and they ran out of receivers last year. But they've only carried five the last three years. They straight they're up gonna change ran out year. of receivers. What are you going to do at running back then? Because you're about to cut three of them. Well, Hunt is probably not going to make the team. That's I don't I don't see that. You think Hunt's going to make it? Absolutely. No, he's not going to make it's it. It's going to be Lamar, Foreman, Hunt, and Irvin. Grimes is gone. Right. Blue is gone. Blue may make it because of special teams. And if that's the case... I think Blue will make it over Hunt because of special teams. See, I don't think so. I think because they invested a draft pick in Irvin. Irvin's on the team no matter what. I right. know people think there's a chance he gets cut. He's not going to get cut. I actually like Irvin. I do too. And he's actually... he's Everything I keep reading, there's a lot less hesitation and more of a, a decision when he catches the ball. He knows where he's going with it, which is great. But I do think Akeem Hunt is going to be on this team. And I think if anybody's going to be cut, it's going to be Grimes and Blue. All right. Well, closer to the season, we'll have we'll have an episode. We'll we'll play some bets before. Perfect. We'll place bets. Actually, before what the we'll final do 53. is we'll make a bet for who gets the closest to the fifty to the fifty three man roster. Well, we'll you project just, we'll, your fifty three. You know I'll we'll project do, my we'll fifty three. We'll do a show and we'll argue both ends, and the ones that we agree on, we'll go quick. But the ones we disagree on, there we go. We'll talk about it. Okay, and then we'll have the, the listeners hold us uh, accountable. Hold yep, they'll hold us and accountable afterwards. You can tweet out when you're taking me to a steak dinner at Ruth Chris. <laughs> That's perfect. I love it. Ruth Chris. Absolutely. That's where you'd want to go. All right. I mean, we are in Austin. I mean, there's other places I'd like to go, but uh, <laughs> unless we drive to Houston and go to Smith and Walensky's. Um, well, is there anything else positive out of training camp that you've heard? So many good things. Um, I, I think for me, the one of the best things, and I know quarterback's a big thing that we probably should touch on, and we will, but... Uh, Robert Nelson just continuing to show that he's going to take over A.J. Bouye's spot and really make a name for himself this year. It, everything I'm seeing and hearing is that he's just truly be coming into his own. Uh, it really reminds me of you know last year with our offseason with A.J. Bouye. All we heard in camp was how good he was and how he's you know past deflections and all that stuff. Uh, I'm hoping that Robert Nelson is able to fill that role. That's a big thing for me. Um, but the biggest thing... And it, it's not actually happening yet, but I love that we brought in Aaron Williams from Texas. Mm -hmm. I know we haven't signed him yet, and I'm hoping we do. I know that he has had two neck injuries in the last two seasons. People are probably a little scared off, but if you can sign him to a vet minimum deal, that kid coming out of Texas. When he came out of Texas, I wanted the Texans to take him. He's a hard-hitting safety. He can cover. He's great well, in the out box. Of, out of Texas, he was a nickel corner. Right. Right. And then they, I think it was Buffalo that moved him to safety. Yep. His, and his he second just, year, I think, actually. His first year, he didn't play And he he's just been corner. a natural safety. And he looks natural. And My he's only, got everything he needs. Only fear with him. Injury. Is injury. Yeah, and of course. he's hurt his neck two years in a row. Of course. You thought he was dead two years in I a row. I remember when I thought he was dead. I mean, it's Is hard it, enough when he's not a guy on your team. Yeah. But for. I don't know. I, is it luck scary. though, or like I mean, it's crazy that it's literally two I neck mean, injuries back to back years. That's nuts. If, if we sign him, I'll look in, into it and see if it's the if it was the exact same injury, or if it was just yeah. Two, I don't know if it was or not. Two freak things. If it was something with technique, I mean, he's cool. I like him. Maybe he's cool. You like him? <laughs> I feel like I'm about to ask him out on a date. I mean, we way, need we need a I safety. Mean, we need a safety, and I know Curtis Drummond's I doing just, well. Corey Moore, but. I really like Aaron Williams. I mean, our 
I, I don't really know what to say on him yet because we haven't signed him yet. No, and I hope we do. But other than that, Corey Moore's looking good. Curtis Drummond's looking good at safety. That's great. I haven't heard much about Andre Hall, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I love when he, I love his coverage skills, but his in the box tackling is so scary to me. Yeah. Uh, he missed so many tackles last year. Andre Hall is another converted corner. He's yep. a corner at Vanderbilt. Um, if you remember, yep. and he he was he's supposed to be a ball hawk. He 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 had he one was. year where he was. <laughs> he was. He was. And I can live with his tackling if that's what he's doing. Yeah. But last year, he wasn't a ball hawk, and he wasn't supporting really a run supporting safety. So we'll see. I think it maybe it was just him learning a little bit too much and not playing as aggressive as he used to play. He now knew where he was supposed to be, so no, he was no longer being as aggressive towards the ball. So maybe he needs to find that balance, but he's now the elder statement. Yeah. With, um, with, with the safeties, gone too. which is, yeah, you know, and I think the Aaron Williams thing, not to go back and talk about it too much, but I think them bringing in a safety to me speaks to cream. Jackson's just not going to either cut it at safety or they don't want to lose the depth at corner to move him to safety. Or it may just be one of those things where Williams is a depth move. Um, ultimately they want as many pieces as they can, quality pieces they can find to play with. And they had a roster spot. I mean, yeah, we'll see. Especially with these new rules cutting down to 53 so quickly, unlike the last millions of years that we've had to do it. Uh, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see. I I really hope that we start to really look at the, the safety position because that's always been, it's honestly, I, I think, it's always been a weak spot of ours. I, I really can't Didn't remember. Rick Smith coach safeties before he yeah. went into. I, I can't remember a year where I felt so good about our safeties. Like last year was okay. You know, Quentin Demps. I do like Quentin Demps. Obviously, Glover Quinn, who I wish we would have never gotten rid of. I love Glover Quinn. But uh, other than that, I can't think of another time we had a safety where I felt extremely comfortable with our, our last, our back two safeties. They've always had some concerns at some point whether it be tackling or coverage or not fast enough, whatever it would be, there was always an issue with our safeties. I'm not looking for Cam and Earl. I'm literally just wanting some average safeties. I mean, we have average. Nah, do we, though? We Andre Hall is Andre Hall's not average. We have average. He's sometimes average, sometimes not average. average. He's not consistently average. That's the only way I would describe our group of safeties, is they are average. Maybe. And they may only be average because they don't have to cover for that long, but I would say that they're average. But if you just think about all the big time plays that have happened over the last five years down the field, <laughs> I mean, I can think of so many right now in big games. Yeah, I mean, you're <laughs> okay. not wrong. <laughs> Those aren't average safety. Average ex- safeties are going to stop them occasionally. Big games. Well, we we do, and I mean, especially the past couple of years where. It's always one play away. Maybe I just have to. Our defense is literally always hanging on by their fingernails. Yeah, and because our offense has been so bad, right? And our defense ends up playing typically pretty good, and then it's one play. Well, I, it's usually I, one play. I think that's a good segue out actually into the offense. So I, I was on my way here to John's house. I was listening to Texans All Access, and Mark Vandermeer was on with John Harrison. Uh, Mark said something, and 
I, I guess I never really thought about it until he mentioned it, but he he's like, this is the first time after minicamp and OTAs that I actually felt okay about the quarterbacks. Every year it's been, you know, Brock's looked bad in OTAs. I mean, I remember hearing all those murmurs, and then previous to that it was Hoyer and Mallet never con- seemed to be accurate or, or other issues that were coming up with the quarterbacks, even Fitzy. Uh, at least in the Bill O'Brien era, let me make sure I frame that properly. And honestly, I'm starting to I'm starting to think that that's that's how I feel too. Uh, Tom is getting first team reps. It looks like he's understanding the offense even more now. He's more in sync. He's making adjustments at the line, which was one of the biggest critiques I had of him was that he didn't have that capability to do so. Uh, didn't understand, I guess, how to read a defense to be able to make those adjustments and. He's he looks fine, and then you know we Brandon Whedon obviously is is looking okay, and he's he should never start, but if he does in a pinch, we've seen that he can be okay. You know how great would it be if Brandon Whedon ended up starting and then just was great, like if he was like a Kurt Warner story. Okay, we how, can't, how, I can't how, do this right how now. How John, I can't do this be? right now. <laughs> I can't. Do I mean, this. I just want you to entertain that because sometimes I can't. That, when you hear all these things coming out of training camp, no, I know these little things just float through my mind. It's like you know. They say he looks good. Honestly, at times he's looked like he's the best quarterback out there. They all well up until these last three days. That's what they've been saying. Well, yeah. Now it's all Tom. Yeah, Savage is apparently taking that big step up, which is good. If Brandon Whedon is the guy, Brandon Whedon is the guy. Honestly, I really don't care. I I mean, I would. I don't think we'll ever have to worry about that. But uh, wouldn't that be fun? But the fact that we've seen him in a pinch come in and start and win is is great. Um, But you know, I'm starting to hear more about Deshaun, and we talked about it earlier. His his miles per hour the RPMs, whatever it is, and his arm strength and you know, all he's starting to look accurate. He's having he's getting comfortable in the pocket. He made a beautiful throw today to I think it was Drace Anderson, um uh undrafted uh, rookie wide receiver. And it just seems like it's how do I put it? It seems organic for the first time, if that makes any sense. It just seems like we've grown the talent. Obviously, Whedon doesn't count, but like Tom and and Deshaun, it just seems like it's all starting to come together. And I know we're in OTAs and minicamp, so we're way, way ahead of ourselves. But it just feels different than it has in the past. Well, I'm a big believer in the NFL success comes from continuity. And I would agree. Most of the teams that are at least above average have had years where their cores have kind of grown together yeah that's arguably what makes new england so good is they always stay within the same philosophies um they when they bring in coaches they teach them the new england way yep they don't ever do things drastic with uh with signings and things like that because if they make a big change they that kind of hampers them they go with many players and they have the players work on the team for a couple of years. Uh, the same thing was happening with the Cardinals. And I think that's why they had the, those two years where they looked really, really good. Same thing happened in Seattle. They took a bunch of... Pretty much they just take more players. That's sure. Seattle always yeah. trades back in the draft. They Absolutely. take as many players as they can. They hold on to them. They hold on to players on their practice squad. They promote them up. And that's where they get these core, these core groups of players. It's because they've played together so long that when you know what the guy next to you is going to do without even thinking, you play even better. 
and we're starting to see that a little bit on the offense. Yeah. That's why nice. our defense is so good. Cause we spent so many years drafting defense so many years that there's been times where you want to put your head through the wall. Cause you're drafting another defensive player, even though our offense was lacking, but they grown together and that's why our defense is great. Now we're trying to do the exact same thing on our offense. And it's going to take time. And it's going to take time. I'm not saying I'm seeing this magical Disney wonderland of everybody's perfect, but it's just nice to see right. it. It's nice to hear it. It's nice. Everything that we're, we have on our team now offensively is somebody that we've pretty much drafted. I, I mean, I'm, I'm literally trying drafted to think. Or like, signed as an undrafted free agent other than right, Lamar Miller. Other, and other than um, Brandon Whedon. But other than that, everybody else has been on this team and drafted by the front office. So They've been coached um, by the same coaches. They've been practicing together for a couple of years right. now. They're starting to do things very similar to each other as people that have been around each other. And I think that's what we're going to start that, seeing more of. And that'll actually help. And that'll speed the development of Deshaun Watson. A Correct. Because everybody's already on the same page. So they only have to get him on the same page. Yeah. They don't have to get a half a dozen other players on the same page with him. No. So it, it's nice to see. I think the impact of Wes Walker is what we're really truly going to start seeing more of once training camp opens up at uh, Greenbrier. And once we get into the preseason and things like that, I, I really think this complicated system we've talked multiple times about the wide receivers are truly going to have a better understanding of what to look for and how to recognize defenses and what routes to run when they're facing the cover two or whatever it would be uh deandre came out today in the press conference and said you know it's his impact has been immediate with all the wide receivers and that it's nice to have somebody that knows the system even better than they do and you know deandre's been in this system for three years but and Wes has been away from it for quite some time, but yet he's able to just plug and play. So I really think we'll start to see our wide receivers develop. And again, I think that kind of falls back as to why I don't think we'll, we would entertain an Eric Decker or a Jeremy Macklin or whatever it would be is I, I really think Bob's philosophy is homegrown talent. This is how we get better as a team. Organically, we get better as a team. Yeah. And uh, I agree with it as much. I think Decker's a phenomenal talent. I do too. Um, I really like him, and we could use a slot guy. I think he would be a great fit, but he's not—he's not coming. They're no. not going to sign him. I mean, Macklin's already signed by the Ravens, so he, he's not even an issue. Yeah. And if they do sign somebody, it'll be after people are cut. Yeah, and it'll be one of those guys that makes you scratch your head why. Correct. And they'll have a reason. Um, I think that they really, really wanted one of these undrafted slot guys. Well, that Iowa kid, the kid from Iowa. Yeah, he's been name? hurt. Riley McCarron. Yeah. I mean, before training camp, everybody kept saying that he's been he's the amazing. Exact, exact same build as Wes Welker, right? Very, very similar numbers in the shuttle yep. and the and the forty. I mean, Wes Welker and career wise, is in college, right? Uh, um, they're very similar. No, Wes Welker was pretty much Pecos build. That was his nickname at Texas Tech. Yeah, like he he was a he was a myth. What he did in college, nobody does in college. Yeah. Uh, Riley McCarron didn't have that same opportunity. He played for a more traditional offense, a more grounded pound type. Because he had a year where he was... But he had, I mean, this past season, he had a very good year. He was pretty much the only receiver on Iowa that was worth anything. Uh, their other guy that was supposed to be NFL quality got hurt. So, Riley McCarron was their offense. But Riley McCarron was originally a halfback that walked on at Iowa. So he's got a pretty cool story, and he's willing to do anything. He's willing to play special teams, willing to play running back, willing to play 
slot receiver, willing to take a hit. He's one of those guys that I think if he stays healthy, he has a real good chance of making the team. If he doesn't stay healthy, he's going to be on the practice squad. We'll probably be talking about him next year. So I think it's going to be interesting to see as the cuts start to come, and obviously we're far away from it, but what New England's going to do with their wide receivers now because they're stacked. I mean, they they got Brandon Cooks, Julian Edelman, uh, Malcolm Mitchell, who came on at the end of last year, uh, Danny Amendola, Chris Hogan. I think I'm missing one. Um, like, I don't see all of them making it. And so I, it's it's well, going to be interesting their, to see. They signed every running back in the league. Right. I mean, it's, it's they're playing by the same rules as everybody else, even though they like to break them. Yeah. But, I mean, they still got to have 53 players. Yep. I'm pretty sure that... I think that Amendola will be the Godman sm- out. Yeah. I'm pretty sure as smart as Belichick is, he can't fool the league into no. thinking 56 players is 53. I don't know, though. It's, if anybody not, could, he probably be, could. I mean, he is a Jedi. So, or a Sith, Sith Lord. Oh man. Anyways. Um, so yeah, <laughs> no. So I'm hearing a lot about, you know, the continuity and the, and the organic feel of the team, which is nice. And I think on offense, it's great. It, it looks like every, I mean, they're putting Will Fuller in situations where he was in the same situations last year where he dropped balls. They're making a mimic those same situations, which is, is good for him. I really want that kid to succeed. I think we wasted a pick on him. I know it's a year early. I know I'm going to get blasted on in the subreddit because I said something about a player on our team, but uh, I just, I, it was a luxury pick. I didn't like it. I still don't like it. I don't think he, everybody talks about stretching the field. You don't have to worry about stretching the field if you can't catch the ball. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just all there is to it. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I believe the number one thing that a wide receiver needs to be able to do is catch the ball. And he can catch all those stupid circus catches, but he can't catch the ones that are in the bucket. Well, so annoying. they were saying that his issue appears to be small that hands. he can't, not small hands. He has small hands. Well, he has small hands, but that's not the issue that he's struggling with. He's struggling with tracking the ball. Well, that's tough. That That's that, worse than small hands. I'd rather small hands been the issue. <laughs> you know? Because you can catch with your body on that. Well, he Traction on the ball is going to be tough. He doesn't have the best hands. So where other players with better hands can make up for it with when they track the ball, they can, you know, put their hands in a better spot. Yeah. He ends up reacting to the ball too late and kind of trying to basket ca- catch it and catch it with his body instead of, you know, properly catching the ball. Like the Patriots game, yeah. Like, I'll never, I'll you know, it. when you're taught as a little kid, watch the ball right. into your hands. He struggles with anything over his shoulder. Yeah, and that's not good. That's kind of scary. It's not good. That is kind of scary. Not good. Especially Considering... From- He's supposed to be your deep threat. Right. So what we're saying is what the our own assistant coaches said, yeah, if we bubble screen with him all day, he's fine. Which, you know, he's still we a little guy, so he's going to get destroyed <laughs> doing screens. that. We can do bubble screens with ter- Tyler Irvin. You know, and Tyler Irvin can at least take a hit. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, we, I, mean, I mean, we're, we're... That's our deep threat. So hopefully they know what it is we're and a long they can way fix away. it. Yeah, obviously we're a long way away and... And he can fix t- it and get better. They tend to have a better year their second year, third year. So we'll see. Uh, DeAndre had his had a good year his second year. Yeah, receivers a lot of times they do take a small jump in their second year. Yep, and then it's usually their third year where there's the largest jump. Yep. That's where traditionally receivers become if they're going to be something special. It's their third year. Um, you can see it with a few guys in their second year. You saw. A, Hopkins begin to transition into what he would become in his second year. 
But for most players, it's their third year. Third year or bust. So we've got another year of waiting out Fuller and Miller's growing pains, which means hopefully we have a decent quarterback. The hopefully quarterback, we have people who can quarter, catch the damn ball. Yeah, hopefully the quarterback is resolved by the 2018 season, because if it is, we could have something special on offense. I want to see Jalen Strong finally, is what this I want to see. This year should be his It year. better be his year. Because if not, it, I'm not hearing any rumblings about him at all. Point blank period. I can honestly say I have not seen anything about him catching a ball from OTAs to minicamp. I haven't seen anything. I've read everything Pat Stats wrote. I've seen everything that John Harris has wrote. I've, I mean, I've seen it all. I have not heard one thing about Jalen Strong catching the ball. I think I've heard one blib. He caught a pass from Brandon Whedon. That's uh, even worse. They were and they were. Talking I'd rather about, hear nothing now. They were talking about Whedon and not Strong yeah. and just him. I don't know. It's just throwing weird. it in there. I like Jalen. I really do. I think he's a good wide receiver, and well, I, I think we need to give him the opportunity. I think everybody. I think all of our offense. He's the only should receiver get a, we have that can run block. He can run block well, and he's also. <laughs> You you want to go up and catch the ball? Jalen can do it. And typically, when he catches the ball, good things do happen. Absolutely. I Gets mean, he's had some big, big <laughs> catches. So hopefully, we'll get to see him take. This should be his year to take that leap. And I hope he does. I mean, I hope he we does. We all do. <laughs> if not, I think he'll be cut this off season. And going, I hope that's not the case. We're going for the wrong team if we don't hope he does. Right. And I mean, I. And, and offensive line, I know. You know, we really can't get into offensive line too much until they're wearing pads and they're actually going at it in the trenches. There's not much you're going to see from it. Uh, everybody's saying that uh, Julian Davenport is is looking good and he's working on the footwork and the things that he needs to work on, um, which is a, a good thing for us. If Chris Clark is in our starting right tackle and somehow Julian Davenport is, then fantastic. Um, and... Yeah, I'm trying Who to think of anything kid? else. Who was the undrafted kid from two years ago that apparently looks really good? Is it Slade? Oh, Sl- yeah, yeah, Slade. He, he supposedly Devlin, looks pretty good. Yeah, Devlin, Devlin likes him. lit up talking about him. Yeah. And then apparently Allen, our great free agent signing from last year, apparently looks a whole lot better. I'm beginning to think that last year where we were super excited that we actually spent money should be the reminder from every year forward when we're like, why don't we spend money? Right. We'll just point to 2016. It's not going to be very hard to point out. Um, and, and I'm really excited about our running backs. I know that's one thing we haven't talked about too much. Is obviously, with Foreman, and he's starting to get some reps now, and Lamar Miller is definitely, obviously, the, the number one uh, workhorse back. But I think we're going to start to be able to see us use our running backs the right way with Foreman up the middle, Miller on the outside. And then Akeem Hunt and uh, Tyler Irvin for whatever else that we need at that point, in my opinion. Maybe Alfred Blue. Um, I don't think Grimes has a spot on this team no matter what Well, Grimes happens. is a free agent right now. So there you go. So Grimes obviously isn't going to be on the team. Yeah. I mean, Irvin, I'm actually excited about him. I am too. I, when we drafted him, my first thought is I was a big Shane Vereen fan. That's what he reminds me of. And that's I was like, Irvin's going to be our... A little smaller, but... Yeah, Irvin's going to be our Vereen. A little smaller, a little quicker. Yep. Uh, a more polished route runner coming out of college. Yep. He carried a bigger... He he was like 75% of their offense or something right. like that. He, some had, crazy he had more amount. carries than Vereen did. Yeah. He's a better route runner. And he actually played special teams. He was supposed to be really good. I think that he had a little bit of a mental block last year. I think that he's like most running backs where you have to get hit a couple of times before you before you start to play. And 
when you're returning punts and returning kicks and that's all you're doing, he's not getting the hits. He's not getting the physicality that most running backs crave. Right. So hopefully if he gets more snaps and gets more comfortable and, you know, somebody just lights him up a couple of times, he'll start to play with his head on straight because everything that he did last year was mental. This I agree not, 100%. There was no, it was nothing with skill whatsoever. I mean, when he actually caught the ball, which was his biggest thing, was catching the damn putt. And that was just him being scared. When he held on to the ball, good things did happen. He had a couple of really good returns, including one that would have been nice that got called back. But it is what it is. Yeah, I think special teams will, will, will take a step, step up from last year. Uh, I think last year, Larry Izzo's first year, I think – Change, change some things around. I think we'll start to see that a little bit more this year. I haven't heard too much about Cunningham, which is okay. I'm, I'm not expecting to hear too much about Cunningham yet. He I think we'll just start looks to fine. see. It. Yeah, I, I think we'll start seeing that. Um, you know, once um, actual training camp. I mean, begins, if you're not a receiver or a corner, you're not going to hear much about this right now. When they're in, they're in shorts. You're you're not gonna supposedly. J Joe looks amazing. Uh, J. Joe every, everything I keep always looks amazing though. Apparently, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't. Think, I mean, he's a he fav- he is a favorite, favorite among Houston media. Absolutely, with good reason. He's with a good, good dude, reason. He's a very good dude. with the media. But every, talks well. Every training camp, you always yeah. hear. Well, this is why JJ is still here. Yep. And you know, during the season, I mean, when, he, him an when he was healthy, a year ago. yeah, when he was healthy during the season, he was still the JJ oh, we know and good. love. Yeah. Just you know, he's got to stay healthy, and cornerbacks usually he hit. Seems to miss wall two games so. every every year. It seems yeah. like though. So uh, I'm. Hoping... I mean, he played with a broken rib last year, so yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I don't know, but. Um, John, I think it's really about it about training camp and, and OTAs and and some of the and Dwayne Brown and Eric Decker. Um, so obviously Texans are taking a break for quite some time. Uh, me and John are not taking a break. We have a, a nice lineup that we're going to start talking about. We're really going to start diving deep into the division. Uh, we'll be doing the Colts next week. Followed Can't by you're going to make me talk about the fucking Colts. You said you said you wanted to talk about the Colts tonight. And yeah, now you don't I've, want to talk about I've, it next week? I've got to You're go, so excited. You know, I've spent the past week lurking in their John's subreddit. John's got a lot of blue and white in his house, by and, the way. Yeah, fuck that. And I've been listening to their podcast. And you know, it actually kind of makes me sick to my stomach to hear all this positivity. I would never do that. All this care. positivity coming out of, you know, that place up there with the blue and white team. Andrew Luck hasn't and even thrown you're gonna the make ball. Me, you're going to make me do this for another week. Yeah, so we get to talk about how bad we think they're going to be because I do think that they're going to be bad this year. So I we'll be able to talk about that. They did make a, a pretty good first round pick and we can talk about that next week. But uh, So we're going to do the Colts next week. We'll do the uh, Tennessee Titans the following week and then followed by the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then after that, we're going to do a Clemson fans welcome to the houston texans we're going to give you a breakdown of the history of the houston texans why you chose the right team to be a fan of um, and what you can expect what heartbreak you can expect because just be ready there'll be at least one of those this year and uh and then we'll be rolling right into training camp in greenbrier and we'll start to break that down for you guys and talk about it and then by the time we know it first week or first preseason game it's happening, and we're starting to roll into roster cuts and all the fun stuff that really starts to make me tingle. Yeah, we just got a couple of weeks of boredom. Yep, but we'll so. get you guys through it, give you something to listen to at least. Um, obviously, there's a State of the Texans. I'm, I, you know, I've actually become a really big fan of them. I have make sure that I listen to them every Wednesday. Pat Stat's great. Uh, I'm not a fan of Cleaver, but Pat Stat is, is awesome. He does a, a great job. I'm... I'm 
I can understand why they're the number one Texans podcast. So uh, make sure you guys go check out State of the Texans. They're a great podcast. They and, will teach uh, you more about football than just about any fan cast will. I would agree. Hopefully you can just listen to us and we entertain you a little bit. They'll actually teach you about the game. And they and they really will. And Pat's amazing. I, I really enjoy his stuff. Um, and John, I guess that's really about it. So guys, you can follow us on uh, Instagram. We'll start to actually put some uh, stuff out there now that we're recording properly and giving you the proper sound quality. Uh, Twitter at TXNS underscore unfiltered. Uh, same with Instagram. And we are on iTunes at Texans Unfiltered, uh, SoundCloud at Texans Unfiltered, and I'm going to be looking into Stitcher uh, once I upload this podcast tomorrow as well, Texans Unfiltered. So, uh, John, you got anything else? Nope, that's it. All right. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to another Texans Unfiltered, a Houston football podcast. Young Ari Gold signing off. I'll talk to you guys next week.